G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. We certainly are at this point closing in on next week's federal election and you've got to give it to those candidates who are still candidates because, as you'll know, over the previous weeks there's been a number of candidates that have been dropped by their parties because of the sort of history that comes up when their opponents have done a search on the archive history of their social media. So it's a tentative thing to stand as a candidate. It must be a concern for candidates who are standing and have been long-term in their own party positions because now their positions become almost untenable if someone finds something that they could disagree with from their history. Bill Muhlenberg's been writing about this over recent weeks. Back with us again today. Hello, Bill. Welcome back to 2020. Great to be back. Bill, to be a candidate today, it does take a thick skin. It takes a person of character, too, to be able to stand and say, I want to represent values for the nation. What are your thoughts on these character issues? Well, certainly uh, character counts, and it always has, and it always should. Uh, So, you know, if you're unfaithful to your wife and you're committing adultery, well, then chances are good you're going to be unfaithful to the nation or the electorate. So, you know, character counts, uh, things matter. So that should have been part of the process of uh, going to look at any candidate over the years, but things have now changed, as you mentioned, with things like social media, Facebook, and all the rest. You can say something, you know, 15 years ago, uh, floating around somewhere on cyberspace, which you know may not even be that bad, may be somewhat innocuous, but certainly the other side, the other guys in the political parties are always going to be on the lookout for any mud or anything that looks close to being mud to get uh, you uh, tarred and feathered with, if we can swap metaphors. So yeah, it really is. <laughs> you can you're almost afraid to say anything. Uh, anywhere on the social media, especially if you think, well, maybe one day I might decide to run for office. And if you do, either you have to go back and kind of self-censor and kind of get rid of half the stuff you wrote, or somebody's going to find it. And uh, we do, as you say, have cases, uh, certainly amongst the conservatives, uh, of a number that either either have been forced to resign or have been disendorsed by, say, the Liberal Party. So, yeah, it's really getting to be a pretty big deal of late. I imagine it's a dilemma for the party concerned because it's if we don't act quickly, uh, then we have something that festers along. And then if we act too quickly, Were we a little premature in that because perhaps those comments that were made were not as bad as what the enemies of that party actually make out? It it is a dilemma for parties, and uh, of course some have acted quicker than others, Bill. Yeah, well, that's right. And as I said, 
the conservative parties have been acting quite quickly on this, whereas the Labour Party and the Greens have been dragging their feet. This is still going on. We keep finding more candidates that are looking pretty dodgy in some things they said. For example, last week when I wrote this article, I, you know, I was specifically looking at the conservatives, but there was a Labour candidate who had joked about things like rape in the past, and at the time of that writing, as far as I know, the Labour Party had done absolutely nothing about that guy, you know, getting rid of him as a candidate. But the Libs back last week dumped two of them just here in Victoria, one for saying something about Islam some time ago, some uh, comments by another on homosexuality. Well, those seem to be two topics. Uh, even the Liberal Party is afraid to talk about. So, you know, if a candidate has some of that online, and by the way, some of this was actually even on my own websites of comments. So I'm interested in my uh, name and my website was dragged over much of the Australian media last week because of some of these stories. And I've had a chat with some of these people as well, and I say, well, look, it's a, it's a, it's a dilemma. On the one hand, sure, we got to be wise, we got to be cautious, we got to be careful in anything we say in public. But on the other hand, do we stay with the courage of our convictions? Uh, these two Victorian candidates that were dumped, I think both were good men, good Christians, and what they said were actually you know, quite true. Nothing horrific or terrible in what they said, either about Islam or homosexuality. But for the conservative parties, that was too much. They were very quickly given the flick. So, yeah, a lot of issues arise here. Not just what you say 20 years ago in some post somewhere, but uh, where the parties are today and just how, uh, you know, thin-skinned some of them might be worrying about what people think. Interesting to note here, Bill, that changing values, which take us from what would have been very acceptable to make Christian comment, uh, even quoting the Bible uh, and giving a Christian reflection on various issues, uh, if that changes, then it becomes not politically correct to say so. And so you have the mainstream parties, and I'm talking both sides, the Conservatives and the Labour Party, who will be very, very reluctant to endorse anybody saying something that is against the politically correct culture. Is it pushing Christians out to the fringe? Well, it certainly is. I mean, it's, uh, well, in one sense, it's absolutely no problem for the Greens, no problem for Labour. They dislike pretty much everything Christians believe in. They dislike some of our core values, the importance of marriage and family, God's intention for human sexuality. Uh, you know, the sanctity of life, uh, all the things that uh, certainly Christians hold near and dear, well, Labour and the Greens are pretty much on the opposite side. So for them, it's no biggie, right? Uh, if somebody comes out and says horrible things and saying, you know, abortion is terrific, well, that's not going to pose a problem for uh, Greens and Labour parties. But if a Christian candidate should say something like, well, I still think marriage is between a man and a woman, or I think we shouldn't be so freely killing babies in the mother's womb, well, the so-called conservative parties, now they're in a big dilemma. Should we even allow these guys to run? So as you say, that does show we've shifted so greatly in our values. 
question is, do we just go with the flow? Do we go with that shift in values? Or do we say, here I stand, I can do no other? Do we keep affirming what's right? And, of course, the whole Israel Falau saga is another clear case in point. Twenty years ago, nobody would be upset that he simply quoted the Bible and shared God's truth. At least very few would be upset. But now we've got half of the sporting world, if not more, plus all the commentariat and intellectuals saying this is about the most evil thing that you could possibly do, uh, share God's truth about various sins and sinners. So, yeah, times are changing, but the question is, do we stand strong or do we just cave in? Well, the consequences, Bill, for not speaking up is that the very secularized, politically correct steamroller just continues to change our culture in a way that Christians are very, very uncomfortable with. But uh, for the Christian to to somehow rather speak up, then they risk, I guess, what we're calling a Christian persecution here. Yeah, well, it's certainly persecution, and it's getting worse, no question. Uh, and again, it has to do with all kinds of uh, practical things, not just you know, am I even going to be able to run as a candidate for office with even a so-called conservative party? If I hold to my beliefs on marriage and family or the sanctity of life, even some of the uh, so-called conservative parties are going to give me uh, the flick. But it can be many other things as well. You might have said something online five years ago about any of these hot potato issues, and now you're applying for a job. And now you're worried, gee, are they going to hunt down what I said online? So as I say, I will get on occasion people calling me, oh, Bill, I posted something on your website years ago, and I'm looking for a new job. Can you uh, take down my comment? And I go through the same thing every time. I say, well, look, on the one hand, I understand, you know, you need to get a job and all that. But on the other hand, Do we have the courage of our convictions? Are we willing to stand for what's right, even though we might have to face some of the consequences? So I think as the persecution gets worse, Christians are going to have to think long and hard about this. Am I willing to stand for Christ and biblical truth, even though it's going to cost me? Or, you know, do I just cave in, keep my job, keep government funding or whatever, but in effect deny my Lord? The pressure is certainly going to be on Christians who do make comments publicly. And, uh, of course, this whole idea of self-censorship, well, that's not always going to be possible, is it? Uh, To Mm. change things that you've said because you've updated your opinion, you've changed your mind, and we might hope not changing your mind away from biblical truth. But there'll be a temptation there uh, for people to, even though they hold Christian convictions, to say those things that they know will be politically correct, and that in itself is a deception. Yep, that's right. It's getting tougher to simply speak truth in public, whether it's running for office, seeking a job, simply uh, trying to get through life without being vilified and attacked from all sides. Uh, Again, we got to ask questions. Uh, To stand for truth, stand for biblical values, that's going to become more and more costly. Do we uh, just kind of keep our mouths shut and try to compromise? So we can just get along and survive, or do we realize, hey, this is part of what it is to be a Christian. This is uh, 
what it is to bear the cross and face the music of being hated by the world. So we all need to think and pray about this one. Well, Bill, I'll point people to the articles you've been writing recently. One we did make reference to called Conservatives. What Conservatives? You can simply go to BillMuhlenberg.com or you can Google Culture Watch one word and find the latest articles that Bill Muhlenberg has written. And uh, I might say, uh, not everybody thinks that the things that Bill writes are good and nice, but they certainly are very confronting, and especially to those who'd come from a PC-style culture. Bill Muhlenberg, thanks so much for being with us today on 2020. Always a pleasure. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.